Dots. I'm Dr. Latifah. I'm the host of the Money Fit MD podcast. This is where we help badass women physicians just like you learn simple and effective tools to build wealth from the inside out. That way we can create wealth and bigger impact without all the burnout. Enjoy the episode. Hello, hello, everybody. I am so excited that you're listening to us today. First of all, how are you guys doing? How has your week been? For those that are tuning in for the first time, I am just so incredibly excited to meet you here. I'm glad that you tuned in to listen to the Money Fit MD podcast. I am your host, Dr. Latifat. I am the owner and creator of the Money Coaching School for Badass Women Physicians. And the fact that you're listening to this today makes me super excited. So for those of you that are wondering how I'm doing, I'm doing fantastic. So this week has been a really busy week, actually. I didn't realize how busy it was until I was done with it. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, that was busy. <laughs> and I don't know if that ever happens to you guys. But for me, it's like I put things on my calendar and I'm pretty intentional about making sure my calendar isn't sort of like outweighed where there's too much stuff happening on one day. But for some reason, I had like interviews and talks this week and there was a day I had two talks. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And it's it's funny because it's a setting where I don't even normally talk about coaching and money and all that. And, you know, it's just the world we're in today. There's so much going on in the world. There's so much burnout happening for physicians. So these conversations are becoming even more and more and more important for us to have. So one of the topics I spoke about this week was how to not be resilient. And it was not a recorded talk. It was a talk that I gave to a group of physicians at my facility. And it was so, so well received. It was so, so good that I was like, okay, I need to talk to my people outside of my work walls about this because it one, the take-home message is amazing. And I definitely want you to make sure you listen to the end. And it also made me reflect back on my own journey and when or how I decided that I was no longer going to be resilient. And honestly, this journey has made me a whole lot of money in terms of my cash, but even in terms of my well-being, right? It's almost like when you used to carry like, a, I don't know, a, a gun, a battle, and someone tells you that it's okay to put it down. Like, it's okay to put it down. It's okay to put it down. And just that reassurance, that relaxation of your nervous system, and just that it's okay to be human again was like the best gift that I've given myself over the last couple of years. It's made me a better human. It's made me a well-balanced human. It's made me a better parent, spouse, of course, coach, human, physician. And my goal with everything that I do is that all humans really, and especially physicians, and even more specifically, women physicians will have money. And for me, it's about the cash and it's about even much more than that. So I'll give you another example. In my program, in my money coaching program for badass women physicians, I call it MSB. So I'm just going to say MSB so I don't bite my tongue like too many times or dehydrate myself. But in MSB, like we talk about the stuff. It's like when you're out in the world, everyone is trying to teach you about money like it's like a hammer that you hit on the surface. And that's not my approach. I believe that when we get in tune with our own self, we've been human, when we're like 
brush off the crap we've been taught, what happens is that we start to have more money. And so when I'm coaching my women, part of what I'm helping them do is get back in tune with their own self, because I truly believe that we all have millionaire brains. And what happens is we learn stuff in this world. We touch stuff in this world that helps like get rid of that. So part of my work is teaching my women in the program about the technical part, the knowledge part, but also now taking that and merging it with becoming more of yourself using this coaching tools. And that is why my program works, y'all. That is why it works. That is why my people not only have more money, but they become more well. They become better humans. They like themselves more. Their relationships thrive better. They're better parents, right? Because I don't believe in having cash in a way that like makes you into this horrible human. That is the example that we've seen in the world so far. I believe in us having cash and all becoming more of ourselves, which is a great thing for the world. It's a great thing for medicine because physicians that are happier, we practice medicine on our own terms, which is a great thing for our patients, right? You know, I, I, I think there's this misconception that when physicians are empowered, they all quit medicine and run away. It, you know, that, that crap is like an analogy of you being in a relationship and one person telling you that, okay, I don't want you to see your amazingness because I have a fear that when you see your amazingness, you're going to break up with me and leave. You're like, homie, get your crap together so I don't leave, <laughs> right? So in my opinion, when we get the stuff together, it elevates the conversation. It elevates medicine. It elevates the quality of life of physicians so that we can truly make medicine a gift that we can recommend for the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. So that's what this is about for me. That is why I do everything that I do in MSB and helping my women become amazing version of their own badass money self, right? It's helping them learn the truth. And oh my goodness, the stories we hear in that group is like so amazing. I have the privilege ledge of like, you know, getting all this, <laughs> all this feedback from my people. And it's like, you know, people saying they paid off their student debt, people saying, you know, I like myself better. I judge myself less. I had better boundaries when it comes to money, which obviously translates into better boundaries. I have more cash. I'm ready to start investing better. I'm ready to start investing differently, right? They're buying properties. And I'm just like sitting down there being like, yes, we are amazing. Doctors are amazing. So anyways, that's uh, that's what's going on in the background. For those of you that are not in MSB and like, what's going on behind the curtain? That's a little that's a little gift for you to see what's over there. And if you want to be a part of it, definitely be sure to check us out. And yes, I'm tired of you burning out. Let's get you in the mix. I'm tired of you not having money. I'm tired of you like judging yourself. Let's get you in here so we can help you live the life you want now, not tomorrow, but now, now and tomorrow, both. We want everything. So Back to resilience. Some of you guys may have heard part of my story already and part of my journey and how my journey to money sort of like my journey through life really has brought me to the point that I'm in right now when it comes to money. 
So, I mean, first of all, I moved to the U.S. at the age of 18, 17 or 18. Yeah, around that time, 17, I was about, I remember I turned 18 a few months after I got here. And it wasn't like I had like a bunch of mentors, right? I didn't really know how things were supposed to be. We had to learn ourselves. Our parents spent most of their time in Nigeria back then. So we had to learn the system for ourselves. We had to learn how to get into medical school, how to not starve in school, right? It was hard. I mean, I'm really grateful that I had an aunt that we lived with in LA, her and her family. They are such a gift and they were just a great example of what giving looks like. And they housed us and took care of us. And that was definitely a gift. And I do remember, you know, going through community college, went through, you know, four-year college at UCLA and then UCSF. And it was not easy financially. It was hard. And when you're in a country that is new to you and you have this dream about being a physician and you don't really know how to get through point A to point B to point C, it is a hustle, sweetheart. (laughs) Like my kids will say, it was a hustle, right? And what I found is that My journey throughout all of that, my journey through med school, living with my siblings in med school and finances being really, really tight. And I remember there were times when I was the one that had the most money, even though all I had was like student loans to survive. So I'm really grateful for student loans. And that's why I teach my people that student loans is not made by the devil. It's an asset that can be of value when you need it. And then when you're done using it as valuable, then you get to let it go. And, you know, so all those hating student debt stuff, not my vibe, not my MO. It served me well. I do think there is a need for reform, but we don't have to hate it to pay it off. And I was able to pay it off in two and a half years, even though my plan was to pay it off in five years, right? So, but the thing is, by the time I became a fellow, I had two kids by then. And honestly, I was just darn tired of being resilient. I was exhausted. And, you know, this may speak to you because I don't know what your journey has been like. I don't know where you've come from. But physicians, we are some of the most resilient people ever. If we've survived this pandemic, if we're here today, it is not because we are, you know, whatever. It's because we're freaking resilient people, right? So I'm not worried about our resilience. What I am worried about is the fact that we are so used to being resilient. We've taken on this this mantra of resilience is our ish that it is burning us the crap out, right? So for me, by the time I got to like fellowship or excuse me, attendantship, I was freaking tired of being resilient. I was done with resilience. I was exhausted. I was tired. I was, maybe that was my version of my own burnout. And I was like, I don't want to be tough anymore. I don't want to be resilient anymore. And this was when I started getting in touch with my humanity and my humanness and started to redefine resilience for myself. So before I go further, I'm going to share with you the definitions of resilience that I've seen. And this may vibe with what you've been taught as well. But it says that resilience is typically defined as a capacity to recover from difficult life events. Or some psychologists have defined resilience as the process of adapting well in the face of adversity, trauma, tragedy, threats, or significant sources of stress, such as family and relationship serious health problems, or workplace and financial stressors. So that is the definition of resilience, right? That we all may have identified with as some form or the other. 
So when I was giving this talk, I actually had people leave a comment on the ch in the chat box. And I said, as physicians, how important is it to be resilient? And it was like, you know, five out of five, five out of five, five out of five, right? And then I asked people, how resilient are you? And the numbers were mostly fours and fives. There were some twos, there were some threes. And here's the question that I asked my people. I said, what if it is okay for us to not be resilient? all the freaking time. Like, what if it's okay for us to identify and bring back the definition of like, resilience is not something that we should be measuring in the short term or in the doing. Resilience is something that we look upon from a bird's eye view in the context of our whole life, our context of our whole career and say, I survived the pandemic. I was resilient. Doesn't mean that you did not cry in the midst of it. Doesn't mean that you didn't pick days where you're like, you know what, today I'm like, I'm done being resilient. I'm choosing a two out of five and I'm not going to judge myself. I'm going to high five myself. And when I look around me and people are like, uh, you're not resilient. You need to get your crap together. I'm going to send the chief out a message and I'm going to go on a scale of zero to five. I'm choosing to be a two level of resilience and I need someone to high five me and I'm going to give you a virtual high five and say, yes, go you, go human. Because we were never meant to be like in this one form of solid ice shape that's never liquid, that is never gas. And we're just like stuck in this form that is like a freaking bad job done Botox. <laughs> right? Like, it doesn't matter if you're happy, your face is like stuck in a smile. If you're sad, your face is stuck in a smile. You're like, what the heck? We were not meant to be that way. We were not meant to like have it all figured out all the time. Your money life is not meant to be perfect all the time. You're not meant to feel like you're rocking the show all the time, y'all. Like, let's start getting more realistic. Let's come back to this idea of our humanism, where it is not meant to be perfect all the time. If it's imperfect all the time, we need to work on that. But there is this perfectionism that we've brought into our lives, into our medical world, into our money world, into how we spend, into how we invest. We have this perfectionism tendency, and it is not serving us, y'all. It is not. And how do I know? Let's listen to some data. All right. Yeah, I know this is like a little bit more serious than my normal conversation. But like, y'all, if, if this is a data that we're dealing with, then it's time for us to have this hard conversation. So here's some numbers for all y'all number loving people, because you guys know that numbers and loving numbers. I tolerate numbers. I do numbers. I don't love math. It's one of the reasons why I one of the stories that I told myself about why I could not be good at money. But honestly, you don't have to be good at math to be good at money. And I can show you exactly how I do it. So here are some numbers for you. 69% of female physicians in this data, in this study that was done by uh, Becker Share Hospital Review, reported feeling burnt out. In that study, 57% of male physicians also reported feeling burnt out. Employed physicians reported 64% more likely to burn out than independent physicians. And when you realize the fact that most physicians are choosing, currently choosing to be employed, you can see how that number is really not good, right? We need to change that ish. We need to fix that shit, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Primary care physicians, 66% of them reported burnout in the study compared to about 59% of specialists. Honestly, I think those numbers are probably higher than the percentage reflects. More numbers for you. 
57% of physicians reported inappropriate feelings of anger, tearfulness, or anxiety because of COVID-19 pandemic. That is not good. 14% of physicians said they sought medical attention for a medical mental problem. Honestly, I think the number would be higher if we didn't have so much stereotype to sicken mental health care and reporting it for ourselves. 20% of respondents said they know of a physician that has either considered, attempted, or died by suicide during the pandemic. That number is high, yo. That is high. That is high. We need to do something about it. And honestly, for me, money is a tool for having money, period. It is also a tool for wellness because when you have money, you live med- you practice medicine on your terms. You're more likely to pay for help. You're more likely to cut down hours into an into a range that is doable for you, that's healthier for you. You're more likely to get help. You pay for coaching. You pay for a psychiatrist, even outside of your network. You pay for a therapist that may be cash-only practice. For me, the way that I think about money is that it is a tool that enriches every part of your life today and tomorrow, right? But this whole idea of resilience, if we don't learn that we need to put down our gun and stop being resilient, it is going to continue to affect us. It is going to continue to affect our financial wellness. And when I've put this down, my weapons down and gone, I am human. I am tired. I'm not doing well. I don't have to have it perfect. I don't have to have it figured out. My budget doesn't have to be perfect. My savings doesn't have to be perfect. My investment doesn't have to be perfect. My learning doesn't have to be perfect. Guess what? My net worth has grown. <laughs> yes, guys. My net worth has grown. I have loved my spending more. I have loved my saving more. I've invested more money. I've given more money. I've become even a better, well-balanced physician. And I dare to say maybe my patients actually like me more because I'm like, you don't have to have your shit together too. And they're like, yeah, doc, you're right. I'm tired. I'm not sleeping. I'm like, yeah, sleep well so that your GI tract will be better. And guess what happens? They sleep better. They have less abdominal pain. They have less diarrhea and everybody's happy. I'm not saying that's the only cause of GI problems, but even in my patients that have like colitis or Crohn's or whatever, when they have less burden, they feel better. So that's what this is about, y'all, right? That's why I'm doing this talk. So here is what I'm going to share with you guys. What is resilient? Not that. Like what isn't resilient? Resilience isn't being unkind to yourself. It is not you punishing yourself for the decisions you've made, the decisions you're making, for the things you've done, for the things you're going to do. That's not resilience. That's just mean to yourself. That's just unkind to yourself. Resilience isn't about perfection. It's not about seeking to be perfect at all. Resilience is not being unwise. And I use that term unwise intentionally because I want it to be a trigger alert for you because I want you to ask yourself, when I'm choosing to not sleep, is this wisdom or not wisdom? When I'm choosing to not take a vacation, is this wisdom or not wisdom? When I'm choosing to not close my computers and just say, forget it, I need to go see my children and play with my kids, is that being wise or unwise? Sometimes the most, the wisest thing that I do is stop. The wisest thing that I do is do nothing. The wisest thing that I do is take a blanket, cover myself and my kids and watch freaking Netflix or whatever I want to watch, right? Being resilient is not being a doormat for people to come thinking that you don't have boundaries. That's not being resilient. That's not being wise, 
right? Being resilient is not about trying to fit in a box and becoming less of yourself. Because that is what a lot of us have done over the last years and decades. We've lost ourselves. And what happens is when we lose ourselves, we lose medicine and medicine loses us. Our world loses us. Our families loses us. Our loved ones loses us. And that is not why we became physicians. That is not why I wake up every day to go out and create a change in the world in a way that is scalable for me on that day. And sometimes that's a five out of five. Sometimes that's a two out of five. That's not why I do this podcast and release two episodes a week so that you can get your money shit together too. That's not why. I'm not here so that you can lose yourself. I'm here because I believe that who you truly are at the core is a wealthy, badass version of yourself. And it's time for us to take up those jackets that are not suiting us. It's time for us to take up those things that are not working for us. It's time for us to be more of ourselves. And that is a good thing for you. It's a good thing for me. It's a good thing for our patients, for our family, for medicine, for our organization. Because part of why medicine is not doing well is because we've lost touch of ourselves. Because we are magic. We are resourceful, right? And that is why I believe that when we get money in your hands, you become more of who you are. And that is a beautiful thing. Okay? That's what this is about. So how do I then define resilience? Because if you know me, if you've spent any time around me at all, if the definitions don't work for me, if it doesn't work for my people, I take it, I toss it out the window and I make shit up. That's what it's about. My goal is to create something that helps you grow, not something that's going to keep us jailed in this in this system that exists that are filled with oppression, racism, sexism, patriarchy, you know, this world that is said we all have to fit into one box and that is what good looks like. No, good is you diversely bringing yourself to the table. That is a beautiful thing for the world. So here is my definition of resilience. I define resilience as loving yourself, trusting yourself, and being confident in yourself deep enough to know exactly what you need to be more aligned with you. Yes, I'm going to repeat it. So resilience is loving myself, trusting myself, and being confident in myself deep enough to know exactly what I need to be more aligned with myself. It is returning closer to your core, right? And in order to do that, it's going to be identifying, unlearning, and learning behaviors, thoughts, holding spaces for the variety of normal human emotions, including joy, happy, sad, shame, guilt, all of that. All those emotions is what I teach my women. I teach how to hold space for ourselves, how to learn to tolerate those emotions, because that is how we're going to make a crap load of money, y'all. And then taking actions or inactions that truly brings us closer to the badass versions of ourselves. And remember, your version is a millionaire, multimillionaire. That's my belief in you. I am yet to meet a physician that has no capacity to build wealth. I am yet to meet a physician that is truly bad with money. I've met physicians that don't have the right tools. I've met physicians that have been learning crap that we've all been learning and I have had to unlearn for myself and I teach my women in MSB how to unlearn. That is what this is about. But I am yet to meet a woman that will learn the tools, that will open herself to the tools and not change her money game and not become more well. 
right? This is not a get rich quick scheme. No, this is not a get healed in one day scheme. No, this is not a become resilient in one day skill. No, this is a journey to becoming. This is a journey to transformation. And that transformation can be wealthy. That transformation can be healthy. That transformation can be good. And that is what this is about. Okay, and I know you may have to listen to this episode a couple of times. <laughs> In fact, this week I was listening to a podcast, not mine, even though I have podcasts of mine that I've listened to many times myself. This is a podcast and I listened to it four times. I listened to it while driving. I listened to it like a workshop style with a pen on my paper, because my thing is this. Every time you listen to words, I want you to hear it. I want you to take notes and then I want you to go out there and take actions. So. Before I come to a close, I wanted to share with you guys some, what I call recipe for true resilience. Okay. And the first one is choosing awareness, right? And I'm saying choosing intentionally because it is a choice. You can choose to not be aware and that is okay. Zero judgment in the space. You can choose to be aware. You can choose self-compassion. You can choose kindness. You can choose boundaries, including financial boundaries. You can choose imperfection and imperfection is perfect. It's perfect. I don't seek to be an excellent mother every single day. Sometimes choosing to be an excellent mother is choosing to just not be good that moment. And that is good enough, right? Sometimes I make money moves that I'm like, oh, is this going to be perfect? No, because perfection is the opposite of what I want to achieve. Perfection is the enemy of progress, right? I choose imperfection on some days and imperfection has made me a whole lot of money, I'm telling you. And then I choose self-care, choose self-care. And what that is going to look like is going to be different for everybody, right? Because you get to choose. And the more you learn how to stop being resilient in the way that it's been defined, the more you choose to follow this thing that I've shared with you today, the more you choose to welcome and find communities that helps you claim yourself and get in tune with your humanity, the more money you're going to make. And that is what I teach my women in MSB, right? And the thing is this, I don't want you to be perfect and then get help. I want you to come as you are so that we can help you become who you've been called to be. That's what this is about. So remember that you are not hard enough to be resilient. You are kind enough to be resilient. You are humane enough to be resilient. You're kind enough to yourself. You trust yourself enough. You give to yourself enough. You choose self-care enough that you can choose when you want to be resilient and when you do not want to be resilient. And that is okay. And here's what I want you to do. Imagine a world where you took even one or two of this and you chose to execute this. Where you chose to listen to this podcast more than one time. Where you chose to share this podcast everywhere where humans exist. I want you to share it widely because I want everybody to get the same message of we don't need to be perfect to get our money shit together. We don't need to be perfect to be amazing physicians. We don't need this level five out of star, five out of five perfect state of resilience to be resilient. That shit is bringing us out. I want you to be well. I want you to have money and I want you to do it being you, not being me, but being you. And that is what this is about. So do us all a favor. I want you to share this everywhere. 
share this link to all the humans, the women, the men in your life. Get this word out. That is my goal for this year is to get this into as many years as possible so that we can transform together so that we can all be well together so can we can all have money together because it is so much fun when we do this together that is what this is about okay so share this take one action one new thing this week because that is what we need from you and i would love it if you can leave us a review because this is how we reach more people the more reviews we get the more ears hear this let's get this news everywhere because we all need everybody. All right. So I love you guys. As always, it's been a joy talking to you, speaking into your ears. And if you want to be a part of my community, if you want to be a part of MSB, you have to be a woman physician. And I want you to go to moneyfeedmd.com forward slash M as in Mary, Sam as in S, <laughs> Sam, B as in Booyah and join us. It will be my privilege and joy to help walk you through this journey of becoming more of you with a lot of cash in your pocket. Because again, money in your hands is a beautiful thing. So thank you so much for listening, everybody. Have a fabulous rest of the week. Bye-bye. If you have loved this episode, I would love it if you can head over to iTunes and leave us a review. It helps us get this content to more women physicians. This is a money revolution, and I'm so glad that you're part of it. Thank you for listening. Mm -hmm.